Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast presented by Terrificon, the world's greatest Comic Con. I'm your host, Mitchell A.S. Alec, telling you get ready for the year 2020 at Terrificon. Because if you haven't been following us on social media or subscribed to the email that goes out every couple weeks, you are missing a lot. Just recently added to the guest list is going to be superstar artists. Mark Brooks, and legendary writer John Ostrander. And if that wasn't good enough, Simon Bisley's coming to the show. And even more folks, by the time you listen to this, I've already put up that Klaus Jansen will be coming to Terrificon. So many comic book greats and more to come. So before I get into it, sit back and listen for the next hour and a half as legendary artist and writer Jerry Ordway and I talk about team books, the Justice League, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four. What makes a team book better than the others? Or maybe it's not better than the others. You decide. So sit back and listen as Jerry and I talk about comic book greatness here on the Power Cosmic Podcast. New day is done. The day of the Gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans, all in one terrific podcast. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. With your host with the most, the man who puts on Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, Mitch Halleck. Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. Alright, today is... Which way should I put it? I don't know. Today is... Is it better if it's in the middle so that our bodies can block? Yeah, I'll sit here. No, no. That way, it's it's aiming at both of us. Because I always come out louder on this because I think Where I have is the, the microphone, mic- isn't it? Oh, it's, it's on right there. right there, yeah. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... What is today? February 20th, 20th, I think. All right, today's February 20th. We're here recording a new show. I'm knocking on it, so I just jump <laughs> up and down. All right, today's topic is teen books. Why are teen books better than single books? They're not. They're not? No, no because as a kid, you get the Fantastic Four, you got four characters yeah. in one book. Yeah. You would get a, I would go and get like a Justice League book because you were getting a Superman book, right. a Flash book, a Batman, Wonder Woman. You're getting all of them in one. Right. Isn't that a cool thing? Well, but don't you think that that extends to like Justice League because you have Superman, I said Justice Batman, League. or the Avengers when it's all or the, the Avengers, main guys? Yeah. But when it's like the Fantastic Four, it's different because it's not characters that had books on their own. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like the concept yeah. of Justice League was if you like Superman, you like Batman, mm. you can get World's Finest. But if you like Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, all these other characters, it was like, wow, you could sit all your favorite characters in one place. Now, yeah. when you go back to the 40s, right. you would get a big book that had like the Justice Society, yeah. but they would be individual stories. But they teamed up. At the beginning and at the end. Oh, so the bookends so of the book. Yeah, would the be... cons- the structure of those stories was always that 
they meet their whatever they had their big meeting yeah. and here's the big threat and then the chapters. you go do this you go do that you go do this so they all go off on an individual and adventures and they whatever solve or do whatever they're going to do and it all resolves at the end oh it's very episodic which was kind of cool you right know, the avengers generally would not break up into little groups. No, no, you're talking about the 60s. I'm talking about yeah. the 40s. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, that was That, that was, was concept cool. back then, too? Yeah. See, so, I remember getting them, but they were individual stories. I don't remember. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 they were. They would be together at the beginning. They'd get their assignment. They'd all go off and accomplish whatever they accomplished as individual stories. I must have not been reading them all the end, they would, through. they would come together. See, so, I remember getting those, like, when they would reprint those books. Yeah. But you'd have, like, Marvel. They'd have the Red Raven. They'd yeah. have the Destroyer. Right. They'd have Submariner. They weren't interacting with each other. They were separate stories under one big book. Well, that was, like, like Marvel Mystery or yeah, Marvel yeah, Tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, You're right. saying the, D, the National Periodical ones? Well, JSA... They, they were doing that all It was all in All-Star along. Comics. JSA yeah. always worked... They all sat around big, the table. Yeah. Yeah. So they were a group. All right. And they actually did... Now... Was that a marketing thing? Did those books sell more than the individual books? Yeah, that was supposed to be the appeal. Yeah, because as a kid, kid, you're getting more bang for your dime. Yeah, and there's a short period of time where Superman and Batman were in there, you know, not as regulars. The regulars were Green Lantern, The Flash, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, maybe, uh, Wildcat. They were, you know. But as an artist, it sucks because you got to draw all those people. Yeah, but the way they did it in the All-Star comics yeah. was cool because they could break it down. Because those books were like 64 pages or yeah, something Yeah, they were huge. Yeah, yeah. So they would break down the individual chapters. So Different Joe Cooper did Hawkman. Yeah. You know, uh, they had other guys. Lee Elias or okay. whatever could do Green Arrow and... Uh, All the same writer or different writers? Yeah, generally this? it was yeah. Gardner Fox, I think, was yeah, 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 mostly yeah. wrote most of those. But it was kind of a cool idea. All I right, just, so I that's like, in the 40s. Yeah. So then it comes into, when's Justice come back? Brave and Bold, 87 or Justice something? League was late 50s. Yeah, yeah. so that comes back. But by know. then, hey, they weren't, More, they weren't 64 doing page books. No. So, I mean, realistically, you could have one guy draw the whole thing. Well, that's Therefore, what happened, right? But even there, they would do, I mean, I know, remembering reading, like, Len Wein writing some Justice League in the 70s, 70s or whatever... Yeah. He did chapters where he'd break, he'd pair up a couple characters to do something. I mean, that's a smart thing. Yeah. Because then you're you're also, you know, if you're a fan of those books, you get the opportunity to see, you know, the Adam and Hawkman work together or whatever. So, you know, that's from a fan point of view is kind of fun. No, but I'm saying, as a, but do they they got weak, didn't they? Watered down, do that month after month after month. A, a big well, new alien threat. I used, yeah, but right. I mean, it was cool as a kid because I remember seeing that the first time I only, saw one. It was like, oh my god, the Justice League of America! Yeah. Wow, look at how and it was always a thick book. Right, it wasn't a single issue. They were always like a, the Justice League. Yeah, in the early seventies when I started. Oh, when getting, they were doing because they had half they, reprints. They were twenty five cents. Yeah, they yeah, they'd the be old stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just seemed like wow, this is so much. Yeah, you know. No, the cool thing though is if you think about it. At the time, yeah, you had twelve copies, or maybe even I don't even know if those fully were monthlies. A lot of those books were eight issues a year. Okay, so that circulation. Well, the Justice meant, League in the Bronze Age was not. I'm a not monthly sure, book. but I think a lot of them, even ones you think are successful, you go wait. There's shouldn't the numbering be higher? Yeah, yeah, maybe they're bi monthly or something. No, yeah. what they used to do, a lot of books would do this. They would take the summer months; they were monthly. So, like from May, June, July, 
Yeah, because they knew the kids were out of school. And then in the fall and winter, they were bi-monthly. But is that the thinking, though? They so knew there was, was like, more there was kids four that months, are yeah. probably going to read a comic because right, he's hanging time, out with nothing yeah, yeah, to do. Sales yeah, sales yeah. were always higher in the, in the summer. Has that always been? It used to be. Yeah. That, that was, way the annuals always came out in the summer? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Sales were I remember because I would get out of school around June and there'd be an annual. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. You'd go buy it, but I didn't know it was timed. It was because the, the, there was time to uh-huh. keep kids having free time, free time. and maybe yeah. free money, time to read. Whatever. Oh, that's why you see the big Archie summer fun books yeah. and uh, yeah. Casper the Ghost. Well, it used to be again. It used to be the thing because there was when when you got off of school, you know, you had like a yeah, couple months where you nothing, where no, you didn't no have TV, to worry no, about no, homework no, no, no. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the idea. That's interesting. I never knew that. I think they also used to, I mean, people don't realize, but they used to sell a lot of comics on military bases. Oh, really? That was a big thing, because DX? who was in the military back then? It Teenage was young guys. guys. Yeah. Like, you could be 18 years old, yeah. go into... You know, I just remember the drugstore as being yeah. the place in the 7-Elevens yeah. and stuff. There was no comic book stores until late 70s. No. Well, we had, you had newsstands. Newsstands, yeah. And you could have, like, a, a store that was a newsstand. Right. There were some places like that, like Milwaukee, where you could go to get five different newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had them And here. we had an outdoor kiosk that yeah. was, like, on oh, a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people driving home from work or whatever, that pick up the they would morning edition the or the give them, right. evening edition. Yeah, because yeah. we had Milwaukee, we had a morning we had paper. We had a, yeah, so do we in New we Haven. Had, the Daily Sentinel was a morning paper. The Milwaukee Journal was the evening yeah. Journal Courier was the morning paper. The New Haven Register was yeah. the night paper. So, and they, on, and then Sunday you have the big, massive newspaper yeah. with the funnies and yeah. all that stuff. In it. But I mean, it's kind of a cool concept that you'd have seasonal yeah. reading. But that's not that different as to why reruns were in the summer either. TV show reruns were generally in the summer. But shows would run from September till right. the, till the end of May or beginning of June. Yeah. There used to be what thirty-seven episodes. Or oh, then they got episodes. down to twenty-five. Yeah, and yeah, then the summer the was off because generally reruns. You're outside. Yeah, I mean all summer you weren't there watching TV, no. and the actors were, were on vacation. It was too. later, later. Yeah, so you could be outside till you know playing basketball till nine o'clock at night. Right. Yeah, right. but in the books themselves, nothing. Yeah, because you wrote a bunch of, or you were involved with a lot of team books. Nothing major really ever happened in those books that would affect the core characters because. They can't mess with it. It's right. kind of like the Avengers movies. Yeah. So it's like, you can't... Well, they did kill a lot of people. Right, they but, can, yeah. The but you, you would get that Justice League book. Right. And Superman and Batman, but that never really affected the monthly. Right. But, but what I'm saying is that there were 12, say 12, 8 to 12. I don't know if there was monthly, but yeah. you have, say, 12 issues right. where they're teamed up. Right. Nowadays... You have books shipping twice a month. Oh, I know. You have multiple group books. Yeah. And they, a lot of those books still deal with, like, world-shattering events that don't line up with the other individual titles. Yeah. So, back then it was easier because Superman was dealing with world aliens and things like that. That didn't affect Batman. Right. But, hey, Superman was saving the world every month. But, in the DC book, I don't know how much you know about the Justice League in the early 70s was... The same writer who was writing the Superman monthlies and the Batman monthlies, the same guy writing Justice League? No. No? no. Did they talk to each other? They had the same editor? They didn't have continuity. Oh, really? They were outside of it. See, Avengers with Marvel, they always kind of tied into everything. Yeah. Like, if you read an That's Avengers book in the 60s... I love continuity. Yeah, if something happened in Captain America, he would talk about it in the Avengers book. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say to so-and-so right. because... You know, this is happening. To I my lost book. my shoe in the dark dimension. Yeah, no, no, no. no but it was kind of cool because it made you have to keep track 
of all it's probably a marketing ploy they want you to read the other books like it's, see what's happening pick up uh, issue 22 of Daredevil right. to know what Cap's but talking I was, about I was like 10 years old when, when I first discovered Marvel Comics yeah and the thing that was cool about it was the very first Spider-Man we talked about you getting this thing signed by John Romita yeah, yeah 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 issue 50 issue 50 yeah. of Spider-Man I saw that on a spinner rack I didn't know who Spider-Man was right. I knew Captain America from the cartoons right. I grabbed it because the cover really grabbed me it is nice cover. so while I was reading this story there were footnotes this yeah. happened in issue 43 this happened in, and I kept thinking wow I have to find those issues so that to me that fostered a comic book secondary market yeah. number one yeah it also is gave, that what their plan was or that just happened I think that they wanted it to be Stanley clearly wanted it and maybe Kirby, those guys wanted it to be more like real life because yeah. they were trying to be more realistic. Yeah, in they wanted some ways. longer storylines that would yeah. continue so, on. So like, basically, if you, if, you know, so you couldn't miss an issue because who was a bully you, to you in high school and yeah. you meet up with them ten years later. Yeah, that's part of your life. That's it's, part of your tapestry. It's got to make sense. So that was them trying to make that a little more real or invested in a little more. Yeah, I don't think they were thinking like let's help the secondary market. I don't think that was ever. No, but what I'm saying is that the side effect of yeah. Marvel continuity is it, it it fed the back issue market because right. if you read again a book like I yeah, thought yeah, it was amazing yeah, yeah. that Spider Man was at issue fifty. That seemed like a big number oh, to yeah. me. Still is. But again, depending on your age. 50, that was 1967, so the yeah. book had been running four for years. five years, four maybe. Or five years, yeah. So you're talking about a short span. Yeah, but when but you're 10 years old, from a kid. that's half your lifetime. Right. Yeah. But that's also, you could still find those issues. So yeah. being able to, or having the interest in finding the first appearance of Dr. Octopus or whatever, yeah. that would drive you to go look for these things in secondhand stores, which ultimately helped boost the back issue value. Which led to comic stores. Think about it. Comic stores it couldn't exist only on. No. Um, they can't exist totally ex- just on new new comic sales. That no. was how it worked when they first opened. Right. They still had their back issue sales. So, like on a week with eight, ten comics came out, or you only bought four, you could go through the back issues. Now I'm going to go find some new series to collect. Mm-hmm. So the back issue, their stock had value. Yeah. You know now. It feels like that because continuity is kind of gone. But even that, it, the, the, the 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 stock has lost value because they've rebooted so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every well, time it, it is our first issue every other month. Right. Then. It's not as like if you reboot something, it's not as important to the storyline because it's they've severed a thread. Yeah. So to me, that was a big mistake. Yeah. And again, in 1967, they were five years or six years into their experiment. They probably didn't even think about. Gee, we're going to be around in 1985 or yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We had that because you really don't know. It's no, gonna, the future is always unwritten. They don't even know if it was going to be a fad anymore, right? Because yeah. books got canceled yeah. all the time, or, or companies were going out of business. Even Marvel's history, yeah. you know, they knew there were boom times. They had just gone through a bust yeah. time. So no, I was thinking about going back to the whole. Did yeah, but as a kid, you didn't realize there was no impact with the Justice League. It wasn't going to impact Superman's regular storyline or anything like that comparing DC to Marvel so those books are just one-offs you yeah. could pick up any Justice League yeah. book and read it like Amazo is that the guy that would absorb everyone's powers yeah I think so I, don't, I wasn't a big Justice League I used fan. to read he was yeah you know who I'm talking about he's got like a Vulcan ears and he's got the green and white right band, it says A on his right, right. belt buckle and he right. has like everyone's powers right that it's was like a this. great story I was like oh my god this guy's got everybody's powers 
what's going to happen? Like the super adaptoid. The super adaptoid, yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, now looking back, there was really no threat to anybody because they were never going to do anything. But when the books came around in the 80s and they redid the Justice League after the Legends came out, is that the miniseries that relaunched the Justice League? It seemed to be that was more of a real book. Like, again, Batman didn't change, but those characters did. But you know what they did? What? I mean, that was one of the things that at the they time... Captain they, Adam. They, they had, made it funny. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they turned Demattias it into... And, uh, but they still did earth-shattering or earth-shattering uh, you know, stories. Keith Giffen. And, yeah. You still had dark side stories. You still had like, yeah, big things. Yeah, but those seemed more things, impactful. But there were like, still, stuff was going on in the Justice well, League but, that, carried, that went into the other titles. Right. So, but yeah. the main thing was that with a group book like that, or even like with the other group books, like Marvel, yeah. whatever, if you have a book that has Superman, Batman... You know you can't control those characters if they're yeah. with an editorial office. So you right. can't do much. That's why you put your characterization into the side characters that don't have their own oh, books. Oh, so that was the thing. So That's in the why Justice League that Giffen and Dematis and, and Martian and, Manhunter uh, became a big deal. And, yeah, yeah. You had Captain Marvel show up in there. Yeah. And and you had Elongated Man and yeah. you had Booster Gold. All these secondary gold guys, and, yeah. And uh, he was a blue and gold. You had Booster Gold and you had Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, those characters they could develop and invest with personalities oh, because they right. didn't have their own books, so they were like free to play with them. And yeah, that's that's the appeal of those books. But Martian Manhunter eating, you know, Oreo cookies or whatever. No, but not every superhero book goes that way. No, a superhero team up book because you did the All Stars. You were yeah. on that book. But there were none of, when we were doing All Star Squadron. None of the other characters, even the Earth Two Superman, it, Batman, was going to impact their him. history was already written. Yeah, so it was. Like, the it was like was doing always, a prequel, but yeah, and Roy was—he did the same thing in that book that he did with the Avengers, or the Avengers. Avengers, because he took, like, in the, when he took over Avengers, yeah, the only regular character, strong character that he had left was Cap. Captain America, because right. Stanley had said Thor and Iron Man. Yeah, he uh, had Quicksilver and so he brought Scarlet in. Yeah, right. Witch. You bring in the other characters, then you Hawkeye. invest them. Yeah, but those characters can die or they can get because stuff no happen one, to them. Yeah, because there's no other book relying on. So in All Star Squadron, he had Robot Man and Liberty Bell and Johnny Quick, and these are all like C or B or C characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he made you know I think he invested something, and of course. Artist invested stuff into them. Right, 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 right. No, I just, I never see, I never thought that that's the whole thinking behind it, that they were secondary characters. Yeah, well, those are the ones you could do stuff with, you know? I mean, when we did. When no, we even were, the Avengers, too, now I think about it. Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, the main guys you're not going to screw with, but right. you could kill the vision. Or Hawkeye. You could, Hawkeye. You could break his yeah. legs. You yeah, could yeah, do, you could do yeah. whatever you want yeah. to him. Yeah. I mean, when I did a. When Kurt Busiek and George Perez were doing the Marvel Avengers. Yeah, when they relaunched it, Heroes, Heroes Reborn. Reborn. Yeah. So I did, like, they they asked me to, to write and draw three issues yeah. because they were really far behind on deadlines. So I was giving them time to get working on their big Ultron storyline, which yeah. then kind of inspired the movie, um, the Ultron initiative thing that oh, yeah, yeah, Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I was doing my three issues, that was the thing. It's like, okay, I can't really do anything with the main characters because they're all going to resume mm-hmm. wherever they left off. So I asked for other characters to throw in. I used the cap, the female Captain Marvel. I used Ms. Marvel. I yeah. used, um, and I was able, like, with Kurt's approval, I had the one character, the um, one of the side characters from his run, get their leg broken in a, st- oh, a storyline okay. and stuff. But the trick is always to try to do do enough good stuff that doesn't impact on what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. But it still is good on its own. 
know. Yeah. No, oh, so there is a trick to writing a team book, yeah. as opposed to the other book. Yeah. You well, have the, to you take the, the B characters, and you can't do something major. But then, what about books like the Teen Titans and the X Men? Those are team books, but that's basically the book. Those were all self-contained that's a, back. Then. That's like a Fantastic there Four type. There was no type Robin thing. comic when when no the Titans no was no, out. no no. There was no uh, Wonder Girl comic. That was their book. Yeah. So you could do anything within the realm. Right. You but know. you can't affect the real continuity. Like Robin couldn't. Well, Robin becomes Nightwing in what book? Teen Titans or Batman? It was in Teen. I, maybe, but, I don't remember if they did do it in Batman, like an anniversary. But then that affects issue, he, the real Batman. Right. Story. His his whole setup was in the Titans, though, for becoming Nightwing. Yeah. But it, the, the trick with doing Teen Titans is you can, you can do a big storyline, but you still have to kind of landlock it. it some way so yeah. that if it gets really big. Logically, the Justice League would come in. To That's help what them. I always thought. So yeah. you have to do as much as you can within your own little continuity, yeah. uh, without affecting, making it too noticeable. Because again, comic yeah, readers it's like, at the hey, time man, would go, "Why don't they just call them?" Yeah, why? Why isn't Batman and Superman showing yeah, up yeah. for this? Or well, that was the funny joke that Seinfeld told years ago. He's like, "Why do you even need those other people in the right, Justice League? Because right. Superman could do you everything." Do everything right. It's like, well, we got a guy fish. Well, we got Aquaman. Right. Well, Superman could swim. Right. We got a guy who could run fast. That's the Flash. Yeah, but Superman can right, run fast. Right. But it kind of defeats it. And then when you write those stories, it was, it was, how hard is that to write a story? It was a clubhouse. I mean, that it was, was a the clubhouse. Thing. Yeah, yeah, they would I all mean, meet. When when the Giffen Dematis, uh, uh, Kevin McGuire, when yeah. that Justice League came out, yeah, I said to myself, I said to other people, they just ruined group books. Why? Because they invested it with so much personality. Oh yeah. But it also had so much humor in it. But that was that the fun of that. How book. would you take it seriously? So when they finally put that Justice to rest, Justice League Europe. Yeah. Well, no, when they put that to rest was when Grant Morrison, oh, and they Howard Porter, yeah, 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 yeah. relaunched the main big guys as yeah, Justice yeah, yeah. League. Yeah. And I was never as interested in that, to be honest. Because the other stuff was fun. That like, the other that stuff real character, world. and there was character in the in the Grant Morrison one, but it was like he did. He actually did them a service by turning it back into a serious a serious yeah. world threat you know level book yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think I preferred the I did too the, actually because I didn't read the just I read the Justice League in the 70s and then gave up on yeah. it and then remember they had like that really weak just they called the Detroit Justice League you had yeah, the yeah. Metamorpho yeah. and Gypsy and a bat, the vibe, you know, vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it was like nobody cares yeah. and then they relaunched it right after Legends and then I got it because all the main guys were back right and you had Power Girl, and you had Batman showing up, and Green uh, Guy Gardner was in it. So Shazam, it was fun. Captain Marvel, Shazam, Shazam, Captain right. Marvel, Martian Manhunter was eating Oreo cookies. So yeah, all that fun stuff. That and you had oh the other one was for, people forget is yeah Oberon from, Oberon, uh, from Mr. Miracle. Miracle. He was like and, and Max, Max Lord was Lord, the big right. deal too. So it was a it was a see I don't remember Max Lord being a villain. I always remember him being the guy that organized. He was, the, there was always something like slightly shady. dark about him. Yeah, that they because he's the bad guy in the new Wonder Woman movie. He was always like a manipulator kind of guy. Yeah. And he had like some kind of push power. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he was like a Stephen King power. Yeah, and he'd have like a bloody right. nose. He would, he would influence somebody and then he'd get the little bloody yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah, like stuff. Firestarter. But he had some ulterior motive and yeah. ultimately they probably turned him into a bad guy. They did comics. turn him into a bad yeah. guy. Wasn't he the one behind the whole identity crisis? Didn't he? Something like was that. Was he the one that killed uh, Dibney's wife? I don't, yeah, maybe. With the Brad Meltzer storyline, I think he was involved with that. I just remember there was something. Oh yeah, in there. he became the ultimate bad guy. But then they do something. They made Batman a bad guy too, because didn't they take somebody's memories away? Yeah, they they well, wipe they somebody with Batman's memories. No, I thought Batman 
help tamper with somebody else's memories. That was the I thought that was part of identity crisis. Yeah, I thought it was Batman's memory got tampered with. That was he found out that they messed with him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Whatever. It was one of those one of those multiple. But they got to do that to make people interested. Well, you got to change it up. To in the old, the book. again in the old days. Yeah. The like when we're talking about the days of people doing reading more comics, kids yeah. reading comics in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Their audience didn't really stick with comics. They knew they grew generally up, they had the, a couple years with right, them. Their statistics yeah. were you read comics from twelve to maybe or sixteen to, or seventeen yeah, or done. something. Yeah. And then you discovered girls. cars and girls and yeah. what have you. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Semi automatic rifles. I was gonna stop. <laughs> but I'm saying like yeah, yeah. So you, you got you other grew, interests. You grew out of it, so they, yeah. they only had to worry about a short term continuity if yeah. they did have one. Yeah. So they didn't care. Most general DC didn't really care about continuity. But when they brought in the JSA and teamed up with the JLA, that was continuity. Well, yeah, but was that to get the old time readers to like, hey, remember those books you read in the forties? They're right. still alive and I they're older. That was probably one of the early instances the flash of, of them both appealing worlds. to the fans. When you met the Flash of but Two I'm Worlds, I'm saying that yeah. was probably like the early incidents of them appealing or pandering to comic yeah. fans because the comic fans at that time. This was like 1960, 60, yeah. 61. 61. So, yeah. so 1961, there was That's a whole years, new generation of kids. But that's like 10 yeah. years out from when the All-Star book So you could be yeah. maybe a 20-year-old or a 20-something. Yeah. And back then you probably not had kids. giving up comics. But yeah. I'm saying there, that was the change in the, the, that group of science fiction-y fans that yeah, 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 yeah. wanted to stick through comics. And... Uh, they were they were there for the long term, so right. they like those characters. Otherwise, there's no reason. Well, you know what's you know, interesting? Why? But they made two Earths. They made Earth One, Earth right, A. Right. So there was two different worlds where the World War Two guys were still alive right. but older, and that. But you wonder what Marvel? Why didn't they just do the same thing? Make a World War Two Captain America and Submariner and Human Torch instead of like. Well, they bring it in. Well, no, yeah, they did they, because they, they froze right, Cap. Right. But they were doing it. They explained I think, off the 50s ones were replacements. Right. They froze the human torture. Right. They buried him under right. the ground. And then with Submariner, he's old because right. he's a mutant. Right. But they, they could have done the two things. They could have, but I think that that didn't appeal to them because their whole thing was to try to be more One real. One universe. Yeah, that's no, why they're in New York. they were trying to be more real. Yeah, they're not Metropolis. They're New the York City. The downside to that is that you anchor yourself in any, any specific event. Yeah. You age out of that Well, event. they met the Beatles. They met President Kennedy. Right, but I mean, even like, oh, you, geez, Sergeant, you know, Nick Fury, Sergeant Fury, he's World, in World War II. II and then you start the doing the aging, and it's like, okay, from World War II. Well, they had the infinity and then formula. Right, but yeah. that was done in the, in the 70s, 70s or early 80s. And yeah. Shaken. Yeah. But I mean, at that time, Nick Fury becomes Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, which is fine because he was probably 50 years. Right. in the continuity age-wise, yeah. you figure time-wise. He's probably expect- Kirby's age. Or yeah, or but like you age. said, you didn't expect it to go they 30, 40 they years gonna, later. Right, no. they didn't think they'd have comics no. uh, that, with those characters in 2000. So, they, but they paint and paint themselves in a corner. With the JSA, the cool thing was, yeah. being on a separate Earth, that Earth clearly the timeline was accurate. Yeah, you know, so those characters all were around. But then by the '80s, those characters were logistically too old to be superheroes, and so there was a big issue with the crisis. Well, there was issues with that. It's like, how old are these guys? Yeah, are yeah, yeah, be, yeah. So there's stories about them 
getting a longevity via some the, the Fantastic Four got shot. I remember that with a ray that D H and Johnny Storm shoots. Oh right, right. Uh, Ben, Sue, and right. Reed with a de-aging scroll ray or something right. like that. They made them younger again because we were like, hey, wait a minute. How old are these people? But like with the don't JSA, worry about that stuff. When I worked yeah. on uh, uh, Zero Hour with Jurgens, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, the big, the big amazing thing that was going to happen out of that was DC's, one of their things they wanted to happen was that the JSA would be gone. It's like okay, it's, Once we're now into the we're into the nineties. These guys are too old, yeah. to be realistic as World War II characters. So yeah. we want to wipe them because at that time they were in one Earth, yeah. You know, because Crisis had folded everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a Flash who I remember some story. I thought they got stuck in a time bubble fighting in Valhalla or something. Well, Isn't Roy that did what that. Happened? Yeah, that was the way to take them off the board. But then, you know, the uh, in in the they came back. Yeah. They always come back because people I mean, everybody like comes back. Yeah, but it, it. But you're always trying to explain it away. Then, but at, at a certain point, I remember do ink and pages where the flash, the golden age flash, rips his flash, his lightning bolt off, and I'm done and all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember feeling really bad while I was inking those pages, yeah. doing the finishes on them because I thought, wow, these guys would never quit. No, but they were making them quit because DC just didn't want to have to deal well, with you do that. that Alan Scott cover, the famous one with the nuclear bomb in the background. Oh, Everyone's yeah, All Star Squadron. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool character. But then I was like, but he's never as strong as the the re- my my mind is the real Green Lantern. That's Hal Jordan because he's got the rings, Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever. Not the movie, right. but the little yeah, blue yeah. guys. Right. You know what I mean? Guardians of the Universe, I guess. And. Uh, but it didn't seem sad because it was like those people were like like a little novelty thing like you said it's like that's the Green Lantern my mom would read and my dad right. would read and now suddenly you guys are wiping them all out it's kind of like to, here's my the thing, mom though. and dad are still alive but again know? it's funny thinking about think about when all the like Superman got super super powerful when, yeah it was when moving moons it's all post nuclear bomb yeah yeah. In other words, when the All Star JSA, those guys were oh, all first the Marvel created, guys are all radioactive. They all had, but yeah. they, but right. But I'm saying in 1940, when yeah. most of these characters sprung, they forth, were just normal guys. They would have powers. They didn't have unimaginable. powers. No, even Superman wasn't because like Superman. He was. Our grasp, he could jump, but yeah. our grasp of, of things wasn't as big as after the bomb, after the nuclear you know, Hiroshima, age Hiroshima, yeah, yeah. however you want, after that bomb, and the after atomic the, age, yeah. Because that suddenly was. Well, like, then you got oh, space wow. flight. You got people right. going to the moon, so it right. became a whole new world. Right. So everybody got everything amped elevated. up. Elevated. Superman's yeah. tugging yeah. planets with chains. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's the like, picture I can think I of. I never when you liked that. that. Never. No, he liked moved that. the moon. I always hated. That was Neil Adams' cover. Wasn't it? I hated the the the. Because uh, they made him too strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, that's the Jerry Seinfeld saying. That's the Superman that he grew up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, why does he need anybody else? The only reason he would need other people was for the camaraderie. Well, you know what's true? He want to be part of the Elks Club or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the but Lodge. That, but that <laughs> ruined all those other guys. Like, you don't have Mr. Terrific anymore, right. who's just a normal guy who just decided one day he was going to be the best at everything. Right, right. The smartest guy, the best right, athlete. He was, right, he was, he was the perfect guy. He was yeah. better than Batman, actually. He was the guy who wanted to, right. The perfection. Mr. Terrific was the ultimate perfection. Right. That's the story. I think he's just. A, I, don't, I don't think he has any superpowers, right? He's just a normal guy. And in the forties, I don't think that even hit home that that strongly as that being like we now we from the time it'd be that, on steroids now. From the time that, that I, wait, didn't he get super soldier serum too? But I think of it as the time from the time that Denny and Neil Adams did Batman. Yeah, and 
that was one of their great contributions was that's the era where Batman became like the guy who tried to be perfect at everything. He was right. perfect at all perfect the martial scientist. arts. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he would meditate. So they stole Mr. Terrific and but just I'm made saying, him Batman. Yeah. We didn't know Mr. Terrific was that until they showed us. In other words, no, you can go back to early it. origins in the forties, wasn't but it? You couldn't have really. I couldn't. I don't think you could imagine that. Yeah. Like in nineteen forty, if you were an Olympic athlete, yeah, that was a it big was like, deal. wow, that's that's a Jesse big Owens, deal. that's right. like Superman, yeah. But you're still just an athlete competing. You know oh, what I so mean? yeah, so you didn't stand out anymore. So you had to be above that. Yeah, if yeah. you're not in the Olympics, it's like, oh, look, there's Jesse Owens pumping gas at a gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes it away from it. Right, yeah. right. So it's an amazing accomplishment. So they had to get the little work? magic trope of, oh, here's a alien technology or a radioactive. Everybody spider. tries to add add flavor or spice to some character. Well, why? Does My certain, favorite is what? still the red bee. Because the, the red, the red bee, I don't remember 1940s the red guy. No, he was the most hilarious character. Was that ever. the red tornado? No, no, the red bee was just a guy. Yeah, and he had a bee in his belt buckle, and, that and was he would it. jump into it like, say, he'd be crashing in on some criminals having a meeting. He would jump. Oh in my on god, him, it's the red and bee! And he let the bee out, and people, the criminals, like, oh my god, real, there's a bee in the room. Was, <laughs> and he would seriously, <laughs> it was a bug. It was, it was an insect. Yeah. It was a trained bee. Because people were, everybody's afraid, afraid of, bees. of bees. Yeah, you could have a gun. You're not going to be able to shoot a bee. So he would get he, the, the bee would it, distract who, them. And who he'd put out her. the red bee? I've never heard of it until now. I, I don't know if it was a quality comic. Uh, it wasn't was a quality story, that's for sure. <laughs> did he have a long career, or did he get graded? Well, Roy or brought swatted? him back. Roy, oh, Roy no. revived him in All Star Squad. Did he? Yeah. I used to read All Star. I don't remember. But the it was red after bee. I left. After okay, I left. that's why I stopped reading it. I think Rick Hoberg. Oh, okay. Rick Hoberg took over. Rick Hoberg was at the show a couple years ago. Yeah, they they added Red B. Red, Red B. B always cracked me up because that it's was so his thing. stupid. We used to just laugh about it. It's I'm like, sorry. Wait, he's going to be in his belt buckle. That's up there with the wizard, which my it's son like, still loves the wizard because <laughs> it's like, wait, he wears a yellow costume and he's and he called the wizard. And he's very, very, <laughs> he drinks a lot of got a bad bladder. They call him the constipated hero. Look, he leaves a trail of energy. No, yeah. that's not energy. He's got a life supply that <laughs> depends because of that and constant. Um, why, is it, why does he have baggy underwear? There's a puddle everywhere he goes. The wizard was here. <laughs> um, what do you call it? But going back to the superhero teams, other than Fantastic Four, X-Men, a lot of those guys can't stand on their own when they have their solo book because why? Because they're not that great a star. Like, the Vision doesn't have his own ongoing series because right. it falls apart. But yeah, Wolverine managed to do that. Don't you think that's up to the creators? Like, whatever they, oh, they did, can make... they just never clicked. Like, The Thing had a series for oh, yeah. a long time. The yeah. Thing was in well, the thing in the Marvel Torch had one strange when I was tales. a kid. But yeah, when early on, they would do adventures with them. Yeah. But they didn't put their best people in them. No, no, the artwork on those books It was books like very rarely You'd see a nice Jack Kirby one. cover and you'd open it up and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is this There's guy? There's like two of them that in there in that run that I think Bob Powell and Wally Wood did. Yeah, that are the only ones that. The look rest good. of them, the thing. Oh my God, the way they would draw the thing sometimes. Well, the, the rest of them were a lot of them were drawn by Paul Reinman. Yeah, and Paul Reinman was actually. I found out recently. I mean, he was a decent enough artist, but he was kind of a comic book hack. I mean, he, oh, not really? somebody who cared about his just comic book it legacy. Yeah, it was just working well, where this is a job. Yeah. But, but no, uh, well, like looking at the Fantastic Four yeah. is kind of like looking at the Challenges of the Unknown, which is the I precursor. Know, which is the Kirby It's basically book, yeah. a group of friends. Right. As opposed we'll to, go on adventures. oh, we all have superpowers and we share that common thing. These people shared, like the Fantastic Four shared a family 
connection. Yeah. So it was more about that was their bond more so yeah. than the fact that they all had superpowers. And the X Men were kind of like a weird family too. And the X Men were well, a bunch of kids. When you, right, but the X Men when you add in the the Xavier's you know school, school yeah, they were like they ultimately like a hockey team or, or something. Yeah, of a yeah, school. yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, yeah, they yeah. have school camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> so but, you, the, what's the bond? That's always the thing with any of these books is that what's the bond? What, what brings them together? Them together? Well, then, you, um, what are the other ones? You had Avengers, you had Invaders. All those people had their own book. How come the Submariner never seems to really... He was in the it? Defenders. No. Yeah, but it was a and team book. that was book. a long-running... It's yeah. a team book. But he's been around forever, because I'm going to get into your new book. And he was popular... When was he popular? My mom loved him the in the forties. She loved that guy. I mean, he his comic ran for a long time. Yeah, it wasn't like he was. In and then the Roy brings him. Who brought him back in the sixties? Uh, Roy, Stan Lee. Oh, I, no, no, I know in the FF book. Yeah. But then he had his own series. Yeah. Because he would show up as a villain. He wasn't yeah. a villain in the forties, or what? He, no, was he, he wasn't. No, he was, like, was kind of like an anti-hero. He was destroying New York with giant attacks. I remember the but that happened human in that torch. Fantastic Four. No, 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 no. In well, the forties, yeah, yeah, no, no, that right there. But but he was so he was always like on the. Fence. He was like an eco warrior type of guy. That. But that's what was brilliant in the Fantastic Four annual number one. Yeah. Was. Atlantis attacks basically. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the whole story. Atlantis. Yeah, with a giant water. That became deep. like the template for Submariner. So once you start doing a series with them, yeah. you have to bring them back from being the bad guy in a sense. And that's why most of those stories take well, place on on Atlantis. Or is it Atlantis. a bad guy in the Invader? I oh, know the Avengers book, isn't he? Yeah, he shows up. He he's teams in the very up first with the Hulk, and they right, attack the right. uh, Avengers. He, he, he's the one who brings Captain America back. Yeah, he throws the ice in the water. Yeah. yeah. So he's always on the fringe, but he's always a bad guy. When did they say, no, this guy's heroic? When he had his own series, when he was in Tales to Astonish, they go, oh, you know what, maybe he's not a bad guy. Let's tell him the little... Well, he was, I right. never was a fan of that. He's I don't know a leader of, the, of his of his Imperious Rex. Yeah. Yeah. I, never, I don't know, maybe it was the Gene Colan art. I just never cared for the well, Tales to Astonish. Most of those were inked by Vince Galetta, too. Oh, they is were, that maybe why? I, mean, I just don't like it. Like I'd pick it up and go, oof, it's very heavy. What I didn't like... For a guy that's supposed to be in the water, there was so much black in there. It yeah. should have been a little but lighter. What I didn't like about it was... It was like Bill one, Everett. I just never... Um, and this is my personal preference. I didn't like the fact that... I Everyone wasn't interested was blue, in Atlantis. I wasn't interested in... Well, it's kind of like Asgard underwater. I'm saying I would rather see them interact on, on, on Earth. You didn't care about Atuma and... No. All those I mean, guys. I, I, the same was true with Thor. Vashanti. I liked Thor when Thor was on Earth and he was Don Blake. You didn't like the Tales stuff. of Asgard stuff. Was I liked those because I liked them because the main book he was on Earth. Yeah, it was like I could take a backup story with those. I just didn't need every issue to be about the gods. Yeah, because I found them kind of boring. Yeah. It would be the same thing was true with... If like, there was like 20 Supermen. They're all gods. Again, I'm saying it based, everybody kind of creates their pers- their profile of what they like and not like when yeah. they're a kid. Yeah. I was not. I was always on the fence about the Fantastic Four because really? I felt like the Fantastic Four were always going in the negative, negative zone or there was always... Too scientific. It was too scientific for me really? as a kid. And I liked Daredevil. I liked Spider-Man. I liked... The uh, single characters. The characters that were fighting... Normal street crime, street crime, or yeah. super villains in real See, I settings. like the Avengers. I mean, the Avengers. I like the Fantastic Four because of that, because it was all cosmic yeah. in space. It was like a science fiction story, and I didn't really care for Daredevil. But then again, the Daredevil I grew up with the seventies was kind of the crappy Daredevil. That's when they didn't know what to do with him, and he was teaming up with the Black Widow, and he was Those fighting. Are good. No, he's fighting AIM. Or Those were fun. I mean, I, he's I, like a there's a whole he's like a super spy or something. Well, there's a, not really. He was always 
back then he still had the shield maybe he he was a a lawyer so he always had that as a like oh I've got a but the in the Daredevil uh, Daredevil comic introduced uh, I think they actually introduced the guy who became the Falcon no Sam Wilson no that's in Captain America I know but I thought that they introduced him as a Vietnam soldier in Daredevil because Daredevil also had Stuntmaster Daredevil had the, uh, Gladiator. Oh, what's the guy who's um, Purple Man? Still the guy man? who's the bad guy in uh, Rocks on in the Hulk book. Have you been reading the Hulk, the Minotaur? That was oh, the Daredevil. Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I remember that I era. Thought, yeah. That era, liking that era, and I really liked when he teamed up with Black Widow. I liked that whole era. That era of the book was fun for me because he moved. It's to a San different Francisco. story. He moved to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a whole different vibe going on. Um, but I guess it's like a lover hated. I, I just that was part of. I always liked. It that. is a very odd. If you look at it, the whole history of the Daredevil, that's a weird phase of it because everyone always thinks of him as the street guy in New right. York with the Hell's Kitchen story. That's the Frank Miller stuff. Right. They've really just been honestly, no offense to anybody writing Daredevil, but they've just been regurgitating that whole Frank Miller yeah. story for the last thirty years now. Yeah. The whole. Well, the, the, the hard part boxer. about doing that is that New York becomes too populated. Yeah. And that was the whole point of moving Daredevil to California. Yeah, because there was, was too many people. To give the him champions. his own city. Yeah, and then they know? made the other team, the champions, yeah. which was Hercules and Ghost Rider. Yeah. That was Tony Isabella. Just, it makes sense. Remember the Great Lake Avengers? That's a bird yeah. thing. Yeah, and those were That done, was kind of funny. They were the done as a bird thing. Well, and they were they, also, they are based in Milwaukee. Yeah, they got killed, though. I yeah. think somebody wiped them all out. Nope. How come the Alpha Flight... Never really took off. Ha ha. Alpha Flight is in the. It's in X Men. No, but I'm saying when it came out, it was a issue yeah. 121, 122 of X Men. Yeah. John got to do his own yeah. version of the Avengers. And then he did it. Then as he a had book a series, a which I I think it was 70 issues, maybe. Yeah, it's a good run. And it's a good. No, it's a good book, but you don't really. They never really use them like Marvel. No. Yeah. Well, capitalized on but that those again. characters are in the Hulk book. Yeah, now, but I'm saying, yeah. it, no one's ever done. Let's bring an Alpha Flight book yeah. back. Well. I mean, maybe because Byrne knew what he what he wanted to do with it. Maybe other people didn't have the right hook. I guess. I mean, I mean they were good characters. Byrne did a, a nice run of Namor. Of yeah, he did. And then well, Jay Lee came over, where he made him into a, like Corporate, a businessman yeah. and all that. It was, and he it explained was neat... why he had those moments when he was crazy. He was basically right. bipolar. Right. And when he was out of the water too long, the oxygen right. in his blood. Right. I mean, would it was kind of an interesting take yeah. on it. It was interesting. Yeah. And they actually used all this. I was going to recommend if you haven't read it. I had all But those. Marvel just did a 12-issue Invaders series. Yeah, I have that. Chip Zdarsky. It takes place in uh, World War II and, and in uh, present day. Yeah, and, and the, I Butch just, Geist does the World really War II nice. stuff. It's yeah. a good story, too, because it, yeah. it also ties into yeah, some of that Yeah, because Namor starts wicking out on people. Well, because they use that des- the guy Destine or whatever yeah, yeah, read yeah, yeah. The, the Crown of Destiny or whatever it was. The Serpent Crown? The Serpent Crown. That's part of it. Yeah, it's like it's a bunch of elements like that, but it all it deals with all the eras of Namor and how he, you know, the thing with him have, having the imbalance between oxygen, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he joined up in the Defenders, it's weird. The Defenders, I'm gonna say, who came up with that idea? Stan and Roy and somebody. That, that was said, later than Stan. Stan was probably already. Well, maybe Roy did, but it was yeah. all the obscure characters that didn't really work well on other teams. Like they, you didn't have Doctor Strange on a team. Was Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, Doctor Namor, Strange, the Hulk. Namor. So the Silver seemed like 
Doctor Strange was the catalyst. Yeah, he brought them all books, together. Those are the ones I remember. That's in the, and then the book got weird. Well, it was in the, the Submariner. Steve they actually Gerber have an era. early meeting. Yeah. And then they bring them off, and I think it's Marvel Premiere or Marvel Spotlight. They do yeah. a one-off. Yeah, yeah. And it did so well. the great well. Neil Adams cover with the characters yeah, yeah, all yeah, coming yeah. out, actually. And then... Then, they uh, ran it a long movie. time as a book, but they basically yeah. they turned it into a different. David thing. Craft did that, didn't he? David Anthony Craft didn't he work on that until the end? It went well, into almost a hundred issues. People. They had also oh yeah, Hellcat. Um, Doug Mensch did it too. Yeah, but it had Nighthawk. Right, they used uh, the Beast was in Valkyrie. it. He was like the team leader at one during that. Yeah, but it was all these obscure characters. Yeah. It was the unteam, whatever that meant. Yeah, it was the non-team, like people yeah, yeah. that shouldn't be on a team or on the that book. Oh, they even the what's the gargoyle guy? Gargoyle, right? Yeah, and they but Mantis was in it, and right, she might have been. And uh, what was the other? There was a, well, they fought the Avengers too. There was that crossover. That was like the first crossover yeah. I read. Defenders meets Avengers. Yeah. Scott Martin gave me a trade of that. I don't remember that yeah. when it was out. But that a was a cool of, thing because you had to get both books, and at the yeah, time yeah. there wasn't comic book stores, right. so you didn't know where you're going to find that next right. issue. But they went back and yeah, forth for like six issues. Three and three. Once they started doing, I mean, when, there, when books had continuity to them as well, then yeah. you did have. I mean, it was a good reason to stick with a book and go were, find old issues. Yeah, yeah, because you're in the middle of a three or four part storyline or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always thought it was funny that the uh, a character like Daredevil really was never part of a team book. I know? think they tried to. Well, he recently, um, but it doesn't work. He seems like he's. I mean, ultimately, he's. Marvel's Batman. Yeah. You know, uh, at least as the way he's defined now. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about the Gene Colan era. I grew up on that era. Yeah. And it was so wacky and fun, but weird. Like what, the, the artwork? That's what turned well, me it, off. The, I that same month that the Spider Man with him walking away from his costume. Yeah. Spider Man 50, Daredevil number 29. I remember this because I picked that up too. Yeah, because Romita was, was so doing Spider Man. Yeah. The cover of Daredevil 29 was two like, thugs in the foreground. It was like a really close up shot. Mm. And the one thug is pulling Daredevil's mask Oh, with the unmasking glass, him. Yeah, he's got the big wide. Yeah. The, the you said that. It was, crazy it was Mike sunglasses. Murdoch, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was just funny. As like, yeah, why is he wearing as glasses a kid, I remember looking at that. Yeah. I was 10 years old, and I was looking at that comic, and it was just so Something's appealing. Something's wrong with that comic. I had to buy it. Yeah. But it was like, wait, how does a how do the sunglasses fit under your mask without being, like, all pointy and stuff? You ruin it, Jerry. And ultimately, it. it's the same reason that Iron Man's armor moved bent like cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. It, was, it was flexible like cloth. Yeah, sure. The kids are stupid. They don't, I'm just not saying, question anything. you know, the Fantastic Four had unstable molecules in their costumes so that it was, Reed could stretch and Sue could turn invisible and Johnny Storm wouldn't burn his, his Actually, costume you know, off. I, I was just thinking about Defenders and Roy and all that stuff. Roy seemed just right. Only team books, actually, if I think about he it. He liked team books. He did yeah. team books. It was like, he did the Avengers... He did All Star. He did the Invaders. He does. Uh, he did a short run on it's Infinity. Funny he, it's funny. I just realized he doesn't really do stand. He did a short characters. run on Spider Man. He did I think four he issues. Said he never liked it. No, he did. In that four issues, Spider Man has Kazar, extra arms. Yep. Yeah. And Morbius. Yeah. Or Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. 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 Morbius. Yeah. That's issues one oh. One, one hundred two, yeah. one hundred three, one hundred four. Craven and the hunters, and like they go to one hundred one was the first. Land. I think that was a double size because yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. they went to twenty five. Blue cover, Gil Kane cover. Well, Gil Kane also co-created Morbius. Yeah. And 
those other. It's just funny that that multiple arm Spider-Man is like the clone Spider-Man storyline. For years, people like ah, they hated it. They hated oh, I remember it. that. They and, even made an action figure. And then ultimate, I have the action. I did too. I so went bought weird. it. It was like, so weird to too. That. I was like, I gotta get. He's got eight arm. Well, <laughs> four extra arms and. Yeah, but it was polarizing it was, as even though there was the an cover organized was nasty. Fan, yeah. for, organized fandom was early on. It was like. Don't ever do that again. But people were like not Flipping thrilled out. with that because it seemed too science fictiony for Spider-Man, which seemed more Suddenly street he's got crime. Arms under his arm. Even fits. though you had you know different characters, it was yeah. not unreasonable to have something crazy like that happen. But it was kind of to me, I think, and maybe a lot of fans, it was like Jimmy Olsen suddenly became able to stretch. Oh, know? I remember when he was elastic line. That happened. Yeah, that happened. Why don't they do a book where all the sidekicks team up? Not like the good sidekicks, not like the young allies or anything, but Jimmy Olsen teams up with <laughs> Foggy Nelson. Well, no, it's different stories. Foggy Nelson. No, Fo- go to Marvel. Foggy Nelson teams up with Happy Hogan and who else? J. Jonah Jameson's they do the leader. Something like that. Where all the secondary I feel background like somebody people. Did, that. did they really? I See, like I would read that. Somebody I, will write in, have somebody write in and tell you. Cause it it wasn't. Like a, it wouldn't last that long, but I'm just saying, like, all the mid-tier. Yeah. Like, when everybody else is off-planet, say they're in the Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, back at home, right. Aunt May is fighting right. off of alien well, remember, invasion. That's actually... That's Mar- a good story. Remember when Marvel... Uh, Do that. When what? Marvel... It scared everybody in the industry, basically. But when Marvel shipped out uh, their main books to Image... Oh, you mean when they hired the image guys to do them? Yeah, that Rob one year. Rob Liefeld did Captain America. Yeah, Jim Lee Jim did the Fantastic Four. They didn't do Jim Lee did Fantastic Four. Yeah, Jim Lee did Fantastic Four. And the uh, what other books did they do that with? They Thor. Did Thor. Did they do Thor? All of the main guys got yeah. redone. So basically, then the Marvel Sylvester Universe had those guys for off one the year. Table, was an image? Yeah. And you had Kurt Busiek did Heroes for Hire. They did Thunderbolts. Yep, Thunderbolts. And Thunderbolts came was up. they took all the Bagley, bad guys and yeah, they made and they him, made him a superhero team. They made him into a superhero team. That was very clever. Yeah, uh, you had Kazar had his own series with Wade and uh, Andy Kubert. See, I read the one with Brent Anderson and Bruce Jones. I never read. But the I'm new saying one. it was just interesting. They took the main guys off the yeah. off the page. These guys, everybody else had to find another character to work on, <clears throat> which was just kind of an interesting uh, time frame. That just was unheard of. Yeah, and the of. Avengers were being done by somebody too, weren't they? Was it Silvestri? Hulk or Valentino? Was, was Hulk the other book that was taken? I can't even remember. I remember it's Cap. I remember it's I mean, Iron, everybody Iron remem- Man. Iron Man's one. Yeah, everybody remembers really. Yeah, 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 they yeah. remember the, the Rob Liefeld is like the whipping, the whipping boy for the no, Captain but America. The, the but FF was good. Jim Lee did a nice job doing that one. But ultimately, those books all suffered from the same problem is that those they didn't have the same art teams for a full year. No. I think Jim Lee didn't certainly didn't draw 12 issues of no, the he didn't. Fantastic Four as. Uh, I mean that's the problem that Marvel would have had on their own anyways, but um, but then Marvel got a boost out of that when they got them back, yeah, because that's where that's music where and, and Perez launched uh, the Avengers, the Avengers and, and Jurgen takes Thor. You had right, and then you had music and uh, 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 what was the artist um, who who did Iron Man? Oh, Sean Chen Sean and Chen Busick, and, yeah, and, and Busick did Iron Man, and then they had a new team doing. I mean, it was, isn't it was, Mark Wade and Ron Garney on they Captain went America? Back, right. They had yeah. done it before that, and the book was so taken they came away. Back. Yeah. So they, they re-teamed. But it was a good era for them, you know? And again, like that that era of Avengers, yeah. I think, is 
It's as hard to as, get now. But as I much mean, as you want to say, yeah. like, yeah, they base it on the Ultimate Avengers and stuff. A lot of the... Oh, no, no, that's later a on. A lot of the vibe... Well, the movies, I'm saying. Yeah, the movies. movies. But the vibe of Was from the, the Avengers. Music, Perez yeah, one. that thing was so popular. Yeah. And it was so well-received. Yeah. That I think that extended goodwill to the Avengers for... It's hard to get years. those now. I try to get the omnibuses of those, and they're like well, the omnibuses have very expensive. Been printed and gone out of stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got my stories GM. have been in them, and they did an omnibus. They did like volumes. Yeah, like, one and two, or, three, no, four volumes as big hardcovers. Yeah, in the early two thousands. Yeah, and those sold, went went out of print. Yeah, and I know because that was early, maybe two thousand and. Five or something, we had our flood oh, in our basement, and I yeah. lost my hardcovers, the comps, yeah. and I tried to re buy some, and they were unavailable. Yeah. Um, but then they collected them into those weren't omnibuses, those were just hardcovers. No, like but big ones. Now they, they, did, get, they, did they did two omnibuses, omnibuses yeah. yeah, but they're out of print. Well, because they only, I think they print those, I think they do a Hail Mary with those, and they just pick a number and print them yeah. based on what they think the market might Well, no, the aftermarket prices are crazy. I try to get But they're there. not something like the regular... There's nothing... None of those omnibuses sitting on a shelf in no. in storage anywhere. You know what I mean? They're they're not available after a certain point because they're, they're too done. big to they're store. They're too big, yeah. That's why they, they liquidate them. There's a store... So they want them. We don't have it here, but it's called Ollie's. I guess it's down south. It's like a book warehouse. And somebody took a picture the other day. They had all these trades and paperback trades and yeah. stuff like that, or Marvel, whatever. They were like $2. It's crazy because they're like $25, $40 yeah, books. Yeah. I go, I wish I had an Ollie's. Well, there's this sort of book, book, book off. In the New York. Book off yeah, in yeah. New York. They have stuff like that? It's like maybe there's got to be like five rows of trades, of trades packed, organized by yeah, see, company. I, don't, I like reading trades like that yeah. now. It's a lot easier to sit down and read a whole storyline in one city. Those aren't like all, some of them are cheap, yeah. but some of them aren't. No. But they're, no. they're um, it's amazing to go through there and see how many trade paperbacks over the last 20 years, how many things have been collected oh, that you forget about. It's oh, like, no, oh, no, that no. came out once yeah. and went out of print in 2005 and that's it. No, I don't know a digital guy because somebody said just get a digital subscription you can read all of them. I'm like, it's not, I really don't like I keep wishing and it's a I, stupid I, thing I, but I, I, don't, I don't like reading the digital books. Jurgens and I did this linked uh, two series. We did, it was, he did Fantastic Four, I did Avengers. Yeah. It was the, um, a, tied together whereas his book would come out and my book would come out his book my yeah, book alternate. back and yeah. forth yeah. and it told one big story yeah and we did that in like early 2000s and it's not been and they've never collected it and I always felt bad because it ultimately being tied together like that it's a perfect it was like eight issues it's total good for a trade it's perfect for a book yeah and it's a complete story you know it ends it doesn't have threads to everything oh. else um Maybe it'll come out. Yeah, but it was a it was a cool idea. I just always like, wish that it right would come now out. they're re-releasing all the Black Widow stuff. Yeah, because the movie's coming out. Get the, she the has an stuff. That they yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. See, a lot of that stuff I forgot because she's had miniseries. She yeah. had, uh, you know, the appearances of the Avengers, the Daredevil yeah. books. They're putting all that out again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool because I didn't read a lot of that stuff. Well, there was a period of time when Marvel did it during Marvel Nights. Mm. Where it basically they turned yes, her. Yes, she was one of the. I never read they, that series either. They turned her into. Is that Brubaker or somebody? Or I don't remember. No, I, but they turned her. Basically, they like turned her into Black Canary, which was crazy. Oh no, I never read that. That's when she she got the military kind of outfit with the. It was Black Canary was already elf? dressing in in that type of. Oh, see, no, stuff. I don't know what you're talking. And about. they gave her blonde hair. 
I knew the blonde hair because I saw her with a long gun on the it cover. It was just weird. I remember Isn't that Steve Epstein? When I first saw that, I don't remember who did that, but when they first did that, the first of the yeah of the, uh, the Marvel, Marvel Knights, Knights and yeah. then it was like it just felt like wow, didn't they do this already? Black, you know, the Black Canary's been like that from Birds of Prey. It was just weird to me because it was because Black would always have her own look, anyways. Yeah, she had red hair. She had the skin tight you know, outfit, right? And they changed the outfit over the years where it was, it was just gray. like a jumpsuit, and then she had the short hair in the eighties. Yeah. 80s. yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was just funny that it was like, wow, can they do that? They just basically took the look. That was General Meade who came up with that outfit, the black cat suit. That was like, you know, the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that was, big, and that know. happened in the when they, she had her half. Well, she had her. She had she amazing book, adventures. Book, yeah, book, yeah. Her and Kazar were the book. And those, uh, those half were and nice. half. But that's coming up. What I was remember. the? Uh, well, speaking of the Submariner before, the book you're doing and it's about to come out now. It's a prequel to the Avengers. I uh, know the FF story. Where they find him in the Bowery as a bum, right? Don't, isn't it, this before that? It, yeah, it takes place it tells the right, missing after, years. right after World War II. And it fills in the gap. And it, it's not that whole storyline, because they've already done that, apparently, in continuity as to yeah. why he had amnesia and who gave him amnesia and stuff. This takes place, is it more, without being about post-traumatic stress, Oh, it's kind of about that. And okay. it, it, it actually plays nicely with this Invaders story I mentioned earlier that Chip Sadarsky had, yeah, had yeah, written, yeah, yeah. this 12-issue thing, because it plays off of incidents that happened in World War II that mm-hmm. he witnessed mm-hmm. and how triggered he is. But it's basically told from the perspective of Betty Dean, who was his kind of girlfriend in oh, those I remember stories. That, yeah. So she was like a blonde. police woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so it's kind of told from her perspective. She's in that. Like she's Zdarsky got the dangerous. Thing. They mention her in there. I but think she's like got of... the dangerous boyfriend kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really it's well written. It's it, it, huh. it takes place at the Palisades Amusement Park. Yeah, Palisades Park. And uh, so I had to dig up reference because it doesn't. Oh, you didn't exist know anything anymore. about Palisades? No, I remember the Superman ads where Superman. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, DC yeah, yeah. Comics. But there's a song 60s. about it. Right. So I had to find stuff, but Palisades because it's torn Park. down. Yeah. It's such a. It was really. That's a where big the mall place. is now. It was a big place. Yeah, it was a huge place. So, so when you see the Palisades the, Mall, I would take the kids and you'd go there. They'd have yeah. all photographs well, of how it used to be. There's mall, and then there's condos. Yeah, apparently on yeah, that yeah, cliffside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that was a big park, and there w- it was. I had to draw it all, and mm-hmm. I had like you know when you're drawing something that's existed, you know, okay, this is. Palisades Park in the Marvel Universe, so it doesn't have to be yeah, exactly what because yeah, I don't know what it was. Take your liberty. I mean, the ideal thing would be to be able to walk through a but place you know like that and get too? a sense of the space because who, who's going to really know how yeah. accurate it is? But it's I mean, hard to do. I, as an artist, I want to try to have yeah it, realism. I, I want it to feel real enough to me, mm-hmm. but that means knowing how it how it's laid out. Like yeah, if yeah. you run down this way. Whereas the pool in relation to something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's our, it's, it's like detective work when like you're looking at a lot of photos and you go, oh, okay, wait, here's the Ferris wheel, there's this. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's important sure. to me. That's always, that's part of storytelling. I know, it's, it helps you tell the story. Like if the guy runs around a corner, you want to make sure it's like legit. Yeah. You know. I mean, like in a movie where you'd, you'd be watching a movie and it kind of takes you out of it because you know the location. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that yeah, ever yeah, happened yeah. where you're watching oh, and you go, wait, wait. That, that. It happens uh, when I watch Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when they filmed it in New Haven and I know they go around the same block three right, times. And right. I go, first off, that's a one-way street <laughs> right. in Chapel. And right. second off, they just passed the same building twice. But And yeah. there's no way you could go that fast on that road because no, it's no, too no, narrow. No, 
Most people won't get it. Most people don't see it. it ruins the illusion. But of when you got to draw these things, you have to. I mean, I do at least. I, I don't try to be accurate. Want to be generic, you know. Well, That's, some guys do. I mean, I've the worst books. thing I think is to be generic. So I try to find a look for him as far mm-hmm. as visually as well. It's not quite. It's kind of like a cross between John Buscema's 1970s run, mm-hmm. starting with number one, Submariner number one. It's a cross between that look with a little bit of, of Bill Is your Submariner just wearing the little bathing suit, or has he yeah. got clothes? Well, he's got, he starts out with clothes, but then as I always thought fights, it was kind of goofy with the, uh, the wings on his ankles. Yeah, he's like Mercury. I get it, but I mean, <laughs> it just seems silly. It <laughs> does. It, it the always idea seems of somebody silly. living underwater... Oh, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's not blue. And did he have a triangle head when you drew him, or was that a Bill Everett thing? That was a Bill Everett thing. But what I did was I tried to make it as a hair thing, like his hair kind of swooped back and then. Oh, up. that's what gave so him that. Yeah. Triangle shaped head. Yeah. yeah the but I didn't years. do it. It's funny because Alex Ross's painted cover is dead on with the uh, Bill Everett triangle head. Yeah, I saw and, it, uh, yeah. and it looks cool. But oh, so that's why there's a roller myself. coaster in the background. Yeah. Oh, because it takes place at the Palisades at the Park. Palisades oh, all right, because yeah, I saw yeah. that cover, and I'm like, why is he fighting at a roller coaster? Yeah. All right. It was fun. And the guy the guy he's fighting, apparently, I'm trying to find re- reference for this guy. Who's that? His name is Vril, or Veril Shark. V-R-I-L-L? Veril. V-E-R-R-I-L. Veril. Like tiger Shark? Veril Shark. He's a guy. And the only appearance in since 19-whatever-40s, he was in an issue of Invaders, where they drew him in a couple of, like a page. Invaders was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. but it was set in the 40s. Oh, so why so, did you just grab the Invaders? I have the traits and the real But issues. it didn't tell you anything about the guy. Basically, oh, okay. there was no way to say, is he a little guy? Is he a big guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as scale. Pick up the so, phone, call so, Roy. No, here's what was funny is I drew it with, think, and he's in a suit. Yeah. He's in, like, a suit, and it's got a shark head, which is fun, right? Okay. So... But it's a suit, and it's like an armal, like a battle suit kind of thing from the, that he repurposed from some Nazi thing. So yeah, while yeah. Submariner's fighting him, that sh- comes up. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, at the very end of the process, when he's taken out of the armor, it's like, well, now I need to know how big or small he is. Like, is he oh, okay. a, is he is like he a exoskeleton? four foot tall? Is yeah. he six foot tall? Yeah, yeah. So Marvel sent a PDF of the actual issue of Submariner from like 19... 19- 42 oh, really? or something that he appeared in. Yeah. And I guess he appeared in multiple issues, but this one story and it shows him and he's a huge guy and he's got a head that's like like a almost Wait. like a rat shape like yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to think of of uh, Mike Mauser from E-Man or like a Dustin Hoffman in the Dick Tra- you know that yeah, 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 yeah. remember the mole mole yeah, face yeah, 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 or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like that? Yeah. It was. It's this weird shape, but it's like, oh, he's trying to force like a human a head into a shark face. So the eyes are wide. He's got like pointy teeth. Teeth. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. So I, drew, I thought that's not what they drew in the seventies. No. They kind of tried to do that, but tried to. That would that would have stood out. But he I was so distinctive, that. and he's a huge guy. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Well, that changes things. Well, then he looks but like then, tiger shark. Well, no, no, no. What's the one on killer shark? This head was so weird. It's it really like funny. Shark? I mean, he really looks more like a mole or a rat. Yeah. You know. So, but but it was so distinctive looking. I was like intrigued. And I, whenever something like that is so distinctive, I was like, no, I got to draw that. Okay. So I drew this face, and it's very disturbing looking. <laughs> Right, yeah. and at a late date, Marvel was looking over the PDFs, and they were like, "No, they were thinking like, is this gonna be like a 
you know, is, does he look almost like a car- caricature of a, you're taking a look of a, of a shark. Right. And you're trying to make that. Humanize. A human. Yeah. Uh, someone that a human would look enough like a shark that they'd go, oh, that's. That's what sharks. that's Sharks, yeah. Right, 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 right. It was a more about like a lone shark gangster thing is the, the, the oh, original connotation anyway. I see. But it was just funny in that, like, you run it through filters and it depends on how you look at it. But it was like, no, I never even no. in a million years thought of that. And if you look at the original PDF, you stare at it and you go, that is one ugly looking guy. But you realize, oh, wait, that's why the eyes are wide set. That's why the, the nose is really big. It's well, this pointy thing. You and wonder then now. Overhang with the pointy teeth. World War II, who knows what people were trying to do. Yeah, I don't. Because I've seen some stuff in some of those books. I think it was specifically like, supposed oh to be this guy was just looking like, like a, a shark. Human, as a human as a, sh- a shark could look, you know, as a human. Yeah, no, like not. Horrible big teeth. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tail. Yeah, no, yeah. It's been crazy. Did you, um, so the Submariner's a good guy in this one, I take it. Well, the all-winner squad. Is in the book, They too. have to show up to. Settle them down. Yes. Well, don't ruin it. No, but, it's, coming out but it's kind of fun. So I got to draw Miss America. Miss America. The Wizard. Bucky and, uh, Bucky the wizard. and Toro and Captain America and the Wizard. There you go. The Wizard's on a couple of. Uh, wait, wait, Captain America. Yes. This is after World War II. Yes. It's not the Captain America. It's In that, continuity, it's, it's the, the replacement, replacement one. The first replacement Captain. Is that Jack Nonser? But it doesn't, it's not applicable. They don't call him that. Right. It's just he's and a guy in a It's the other Bucky, too. Yeah. The ones that were in the What If book. Yeah. That they made part of continuity. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. So there's now like a lineage of, yeah, this yeah. was the first, these guys were the first ones in 40 to yeah. 50 something. And then there was another one. And then there was the other guy who became the crazy Captain America yeah, in the, the 70s. Big, giant thing. Yeah. yeah. Steve Englehart. Yeah. 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 All right. But no, Namor was the thing. My mom loved Namor. I don't know why. She was one of her favorite characters. When I was a kid, I was like, he looks like Mr. Spock. Yeah. You know, with the pointy ears. Well, and clearly Black Adam was modeled after something like that. Because oh, with Black the Adam was created in maybe the later 40s. 40s yeah. Not early 40s, but he was after, well, many years after Sub I didn't think he had pointy ears when he first yeah. came out. In the, in the old comics. Oh, he did? I took the pointy ears off because I thought it was That's like. stupid. But it also, why? It doesn't have any. I thought he was supposed to be from Egyptian times. He was supposed to be the wizard of the right. pharaoh. Right. Did people have why pointy ears back then? No, it never made sense. I just. The reason I did it, I took the ears off. Yeah. was because it was like, well, everybody's going to say this guy looks exactly like Submariner. Or Mr. Spock. Well, more like Submariner because he also have the Widow Peak kind of look, you know, the pointy Widow's Peak. Yep. So, uh, but, but Alex Ross pushed but, oh, that was the, other thing the too. pointy ears back in. Why? And then Char- Burroughs is the one that created the, fan- the Human Torch. Yeah, Burgos. And, the, and then Burgos. Burgos. And then you had Bill Everett did Submariner. How come he didn't try to sue? Because they had lawsuits. They had Simon and Kirby try to sue Marvel to get Cap back. Bill and then Everett. you had Burgos try to sue them to get the Human Torch back. But Bill Everett was Bill still... I Everett had heirs. And I don't think he had kids. No, so. I'm talking about the 70s, 60s. Everybody was suing Marvel or, yeah, yeah, but or was, Mark I'm Goodman. Sure, I would but no, bet. Bill Everett was still working there. Maybe he's like, I ain't rocking a boat. I also would bet... I need the money. He was treated... We talked about that. He, he had like a... He got a little bit different treatment. Because he had some, you uh, came from a good family. That was oh, all that's over right. that the one Ever issue. Ever in Massachusetts, I've told you yeah, that. That's yeah, yeah, and, and that was that comes up in all these interviews in that uh, alter ego where they're talking about him. Because he was a guy who went through. He was a he was he, was he, an fought, advertising he fought alcoholism yep. seemingly his whole life. Um, but again, other artists who went through that were just fired and forgotten. 
but he did keep coming back. Yeah. Like he did Submariner in the 40s. He did Submariner in the 50s. They were he doing was pretty steady. In the 60s. I got some books. And then books in the that, 60s, he was back at Marvel. In the 70s, he got to do Submariner again. Yeah. So, I mean, there's very the only guy I can think of parallel to that is... Wally Wood. No, is uh, Jim Starlin being able to get to do Thanos oh, for over the multiple years, regimes years. at Marvel. Yeah. He still gets to do Thanos. Yeah. You know, I don't well, know if that's still the No, but no. I'm saying, like... No, no comic company ever gave somebody that well, latitude. Like you, you do something once, you could create it. They put it in somebody else's hands. I was going to say dead. You're not going to get to do it again. No, you know that's not his. That's anymore. just the way it works. So it was nice that he did get that opportunity because he then was able to have multiple generations of people who knew that he did Submariner. That I was just wondering why it lasted so long. But those other ones didn't like the other timely ones: the Destroyer, the yeah. Vision, and. Uh, the, well, red, were, the Red Raven. And they were all pretty generic. Yeah, but they didn't come no. back. But Kirby brought um, uh, Kazar back yeah. into Marvel. Yeah. In the X-Men and, yeah. and Daredevil. Um, you know, you just pluck stuff out of the... And Roy brought all the other stuff back. And well, they, the Vision became... Not the Vision, but... Right. That whole storyline where they said the Human Torch's body. The original right. Human Torch's... But Roy brought back... Um, they had that issue in the Avengers where they all met up with yeah. the uh, the 40s characters. Yeah. The Destroyer and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Destroyer is clearly the inspiration for uh, Drax. Yep. You know? Yep. I mean, visually looks like him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, he had the striped pirate pants. Right, but I mean, visually had that. and but The Widow's But the Destroyer the is face. also very much what Roy used for the Vision. Yeah. As a template, so... Um, but the blonde phantom never came. Oh, was it? Was that there? Wasn't there a character? Yeah, there was a. Uh, well, I, I think it was a blonde was, phantom. Yeah, it was the blonde phantom. But yeah. I don't know if that was because the phantom, as a trademark, was already owned by somebody else. You know. No. And then the other thing I was going to try to tie in is Marvel had. Speaking of teams, they yeah. came up with the Marvel Marching Society, yeah, yeah. where at its peak had over fifty thousand yeah. members, and that's kids sending a dollar yeah, yeah. in. And they would get, like, stationery, they'd yeah. get a sticker, they'd get, I don't know, what else you would get, a record, you get yeah. a record from Stan and the Yeah, group. I never did that because I, I was too little. Yeah. But I did join Marvel Mania, which was, like, 1970. And then Voom came along. Yeah, Is that when they get the Voom book? Foom. Foom. Yeah, yeah, Friends of Old Marvel. And Foom was packaged by... I have by, a couple. That was packaged Stranko. by Storenko. Yeah, 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 Media yeah, yeah. graphics. But Marvel Mania was really cool for me. Age-wise, because it was 70, 71. Yeah. And you had to subscribe to it or join it. You got, like, the initial thing, you got an issue of of, uh, Marvel Mania magazine. Oh, really? Which was, like, they're, like, 8 half by 11, black and white. Yeah. And they had art that didn't get published. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, stories in it. It was like a fanzine. Yeah, but it was Marvel produced it by out. a Marvel Club fanzine. I think Evanier was part of that. Oh no kidding! Yeah, yeah. And, Did you get um, a pencil too that had the characters? No, but we got like a like with the first issue. There was eight and a half by eleven kind of prints. You know, oh, black really? and white art like prints, like Fantastic Four cover, oh, no th- different stuff like that. I still have all that. Oh really? I've never seen yeah. that. I'm gonna um, go look on eBay tonight for that. And uh, they did maybe I want to say like five, six issues, and then it was done. Well, then I had... But I that's was, the first appearance of John Romita Jr. Oh, really? He was yeah. doing some work on that? In, they did a... One issue of Marvel Mania was, like, looking forward in time to... And it, I forget no what it was. No kidding. Like, 1985 I or should something. Get Jun- I should get Jr. And Jun- there was a Jerickson. page yeah. that says, John Romita Jr. is now the, uh, you know, 
artist on Spider-Man following his father, and that actually came true. Oh, I should get him to sign that next time I see him. Yeah, it was an issue where they were like, it was just maybe a oh, se- no segment kidding. where they're projecting yeah. what's going to happen. But that was that had a, a story of, uh, that uh, unpublished story that Roy Thomas and Dan Atkins did. Um, something with uh, Starhawk or something. It was a character. Oh, yeah. And it's a multi-page thing, like maybe a seven-page really? story. Really cool. Like a space kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it never, never Not got Not the Starhawk right. that goes into the Defenders with the blue... They might the, have used them the later. The yellow thing. No, but yeah. this is like I thought more that was of Steve a, Gerber created that. No, guy. this was... It was, uh, was going to be... I think they were going to use it in... Remember they were doing that... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? No, before that, when they had that one book that was like almost a tryout book, they did the Phantom Eagle. Herb Trimpey did the... I know Earth, the book. The World oh, War Mar- oh, fantasy thing. masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it may have been originally meant for that, but then either that fell off. Went yeah, away that got canceled. Yeah. yeah, they used to just do reprints. That's where Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they started, started in that one. Yeah. yeah. But there's a bunch of stuff in that. Oh no, I never had, heard of that because then they had Foom. Yeah. Because they would advertise and I have that in all the of books. My foom. Yes. So yeah, I only have like three or four of those. those that ran a long time. Long articles and yeah, everything yeah. like that. Some stuff in there. And then you don't know this. In the eighties, was it the ladies? They came up with Wham. That was like a fan club thing. W A M. Part of that. Yeah. I think it might have been the nineties. And you sent away, and you got like a little cardboard portfolio, huh. and inside there was like stationery, some huh. stickers, a pencil. Cool. And a, a letter from Stanley, you know, yeah, saying once welcome this stuff to the became company. like a thing. Yeah, it kind of ruined it. You know, I mean, it becomes. Well, a this thing. one I got the shirt on here, the Marvel right. Mar- oh, right, Marching right. Society, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool because well, you know they did T-shirts back then. The, the Mary Marvel Marching Society. Oh, that, that's that's not where this is from. This is just the button. The image could have been, but they no, the, they the did button. a T-shirt. There's a T-shirt of Thor spinning the hammer. From like when the early Thor thing, there was a no. But you're, those were the T-shirts they sold in all the books with the Hulk with the little draw string yeah, yeah. toy. They even did the Captain Mar- the, Mar- the male version of Captain Marvel. That was just for the fa- those were for just fan club. Those were in the back those of the were, books. They were like a dollar fifty. Those were sold through Marvel. Yeah, they weren't licensed. Those Marvel doing them. That was through. Oh no, but I'm saying that you didn't have to be a member of the MMMS to yeah. get that. I think you just had to send in and cut out a coupon. Now, DC had what? You could back find then? an old book with a coupon cut out. You go, what did, I think I got something out of it. What did the uh, What did DC have? Direct Currents or something? Well, later in the 70s. Well, they had the Superman fan club. In the didn't 70s, they? they did the uh, Amazing World of DC Comics. Or no, something. but there was one before that in the 60s. I think it was the Superman fan club. But it wasn't DC. Oh, you got was a letter. It wasn't a DC producer. No, no they, they had the. Uh, I think it was the was it called the Amazing World? They did multiple yeah, I know issues that. I of remember. it. No, I no, 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 no. The Amazing World. You see, you know who had a and couple of those? Pat had a couple of those. Yeah. Like you'd see him now and then. Yeah, was, I, I think it, I have maybe that was in the mid seventies though, because I that was seventy five. Seventy four. I think Kupperberg or 74, Paul 75, 76. Levitz did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was them trying to the same with Marvel trying to build like establish a with the fan market. Yeah, but Marvel had a see. It was fun to do that because you were like in a little fan club. You were but like, Captain Marvel did it in the 40s. Oh, I know. With and, the ring and so did Captain America. They had yeah, the Liberty, had the, Sentinel Liberty. You, you yeah. got the club, you were part of the, and the JSA well, they all had I think did it too. too. Because uh, Superman had one too. You'd get Pep. Right. Pep cereal and you go, hey right. kids, you can send away for the but Superman. The Captain Marvel one was done through the comics. So it was more like was that what Marvel team? did. No, no, it was done through the comics. It was a Captain Marvel fan club oh, run yeah? by Fawcett. And there's, they sent a letter. And you got a little pin? You got a letter that's, you know, welcoming your 
Signed by Billy Batson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? Club. Um, and I think somebody had pointed out, wasn't there a, was there a watch or something? But I don't really? think that was, uh, that might have been a licensed thing. No, that's um, cool because I was thinking, because I got Captain Terrificon, I got Terrificani, we got Harley the Wonder Dog that was introduced this year. Uncle Terrificon's coming soon, maybe, right? You're like laughing. Based on? Based on, I don't know who that would be based on. <laughs> Since uh, Captain Terrificon is based on it. An 80s version of me <laughs> with my sunglasses. The little These are the secret origins of uh, right. the Terrificon family. The Terrific family. Uh, Terrific Connie is based on The dog has Stace to have Terrific Stasia. in his name, though, too. It can't just be Wonder no. Dog because you're breaking Terrific dog. No, she's concept. a Terrific dog. Harley the Terrific dog. Instead of Wonder Dog. I don't know. <laughs> what could her name be? Ter- Terrificsy? Instead of Trixie? Terrificsy. Come here, Terrificy. Terrificy. Terrific? Terry, Terry the Terrific Dog. Terry the Terrier. Oh, she Terry could be Terrier. The, Terry the uh, ter- Terrific Dog. Ter- terrific Terrier. So I have to draw a Terrier? No, I don't like Terriers. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, she's going to be a, uh, uh, what are you, a chocolate lap. Um, so you can't be Uncle Dudley? No. Uncle Dudley standing? We'll have a rabbit. Why don't you draw a rabbit for me? Draw Instead? a terrific, terrific bunny. It'll well, just wait, be, that is it like tricks, tricks. wasn't it? Was it, was it terrific the, bunny? No, 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 I'm just saying Thunder Bunny. It's like... What was, the bunny, what was the bunny from? Wasn't it the the, the, the the mix, the drink mix? Remember the strawberry? Oh, quick, quick, quick. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the bunny. Yeah, with the cue on his chest. No, no, because somebody asked the other day. Somebody wrote onto the Facebook page. They go, "What are the names of the mascot? Is it is it Mister Sun and Mrs. Sun because they have the sun on their chest?" I go, "No, fool. That's Captain Terrific God. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Mr. Sun. Sun you Man. Do something they besides sun, a rabbit, though. Sun Man and Sun Woman. I'm like, no. You have to do something besides a rabbit. Well, originally... Do a dog and do a... How about you do a he's related to, hamster? He's related to Captain Comic-Con, which is another life. Uh, but there was a Captain Comic-Con who had a blue outfit with a C on his chest, a yellow C. Two, Captain Comic-Con. That reflected all of his grades no, in school. It was, <laughs> no, it, it was, no, it was C... With the power of three, like cubed, because oh, uh, it was CCC. Right. It was Captain Comic Con, oh. so he had three names. So then he that was, was it had nothing to do with the amount of ends in there. No, <laughs> oh, no, because that would be silly. Because you can't hear an end. Uh, who drew the first one? The first one was drawn by what's his name, Chris Russo. Chris Russo drew the first Captain Comic Con, and then what's that guy's name down the street? Arlen Schumer. Oh, okay. Arlen Schumer then draws oh, right, right. a version of Captain Comic Con, okay. where he puts on like a like a blue Captain America mask, yeah, and his yeah. C goes up on his forehead instead yeah. of an A, it's a C. Okay. And then he his his uh, logo on his chest is an outline of Connecticut, like uh, the state. Okay, right. Which the, it's a weird because if you don't know Connecticut, yeah, like yeah. why is that square got a little wang, right. <laughs> right. a little wang sticking off to the side? Like <laughs> is that a, an amoeba? Is that a, is that like Oklahoma, you know, like the state of Oklahoma's got that panhandle. Connecticut's got the wang that sticks out into Long Island. Oh my God! We're always giving the we're always wang giving to the Long Island. Till, 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 uh, till Billy stick, Tucci sticking the wang to Long Island. Oh my God! You got to go on Billy Tucci show next week, but it's Thursday. I found out, not oh, Saturday. Okay, uh, it's a calling. So and what time? So is no, that? no, no. So wait, wait a minute. So then, Captain Terrificon becomes Captain Comic. How about no, a turtle? No, stop. 
Captain Comet, you got me confused here. It's not hard. Turtle Terrific. No, he's Colonel Terrific on the first time out when you and your mug right here. The first time you drew him, he was, and then the colors because changed. we wanted to avoid having Captain Marvel any kind of tie-in or no. It was Captain. No, it was ter- I Captain, said Captain Terrific. We can't do Captain. We no, do no, 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 no. You know what happened? There was a like Cap- Hogan's Heroes. No, no, Curly no. Knows, Curly knows. There was a Captain Terrific. <laughs> there was a Captain Terrific TV show yeah. in the '60s that I looked up and I said, "Oh, we can't do that." And then we can't call him Mister Terrific because right, there's because a DC was, guy. Right, right. So then he was going to be, then he was Colonel Terrific Khan, and then I demoted him. Commander Terrific. I, I it was too long. I demoted him from Colonel to Captain because people like Captain Terrific Khan. And that's how it started. But originally his outfit was blue and yellow. Well, because blue for the state of Connecticut, the flag. I thought it was and because... No, you, you changed the first it thing, Right, but the first thing you had... See, because I read in the sun, Mohegan Sun. Right. The first thing you had wanted, you'd mentioned... Because you were you had two names you were going with. One was the coolest Comic-Con. Yeah, coolest Comic-Con. And that's and then when it was, was blue. That's when like it was blue. Cool that's right. That's when, colors. when, what's his name, Jim Arlen Schumer, the show was going to be called Coolest Comic-Con, yeah. and it, he has the blue because it's cool. Yeah. That's right. The first T-shirt, it says the Coolest Con, yeah. and you drew that, and then we changed it. Yeah. That's why he was blue and yellow. Because the Mohegan Sun, yeah. Sun, Sun, yeah, yeah. And you can't, like, when somebody said Sun thing, there was a character, there was like a Sun Sunbird. Man or Sun. No, Sunbird, which no, is the I'm Jimmy Olsen. the 1950s character. Oh, there was? Yeah, yeah. Sun That man? they used for the, I think I told you at the time, they used the costume, like if you see Fire, Fire, uh, Firebird. Firestorm yeah. in the very first incarnation by His Conway costumes. and yeah, Pat yeah, Robert? And, no, it was Conway and Milgram. Oh. Uh, when they did it, it was almost a direct rip of this character that Jerry Robinson created. Oh, really? And it was like, was it Sunman? Wasn't there one of the guys but in he the, the Legion? was almost the same. The Legion of Superheroes? There's a yellow guy yeah, there with, was the the guy with the red sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Sunboy. what I thought. Sunboy. Yeah. No, but this uh, the costume for original Fireband, but he had that, he had the, like, the little sun logo. Yeah, and it, it was Firebrand. They changed it instead of this wavy blonde hair. They turned it into fire. Oh, okay. Um, I did. I think I remember. But that's that's how comics are, are just cannibalizing things anyway. Well, no, but people have asked me to go. He looks a lot like Firebird, which was when Jimmy yeah. Olsen becomes a superhero. He does that, and then he changes it too because the CT on his belt buckle yeah. stands for Connecticut right. or Captain Terrificon. See. Right. See how that works? That's that's ingenious. That's 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 genius right there. And then what else? So you, get so the thing is, you're, you keep referring to my cup, but people <laughs> can't see that. I understand it. Well, Jerry has a coffee. Uh, what a do you nice call it? Travel, travel mug, mug that with, I had that with my customized with the, the terrific con logo, and, and he's flying. You, you did give me and one. You gave it away. I gave it away because <laughs> I don't drink coffee. To the Mohegan Sun, I go. I don't drink coffee. Imagine me on coffee. Yeah. I gave up you soda in January. You want coffee would be Billy Tucci. I would, oh, God. Hey, Jerry. My heart would be beat like a hummingbird. <laughs> Four, 400 beats a minute. Like, what are you, I'm, it's so fast. I'm, but I'm, maybe you'd, no, I'm going through. I'm phasing the calorie through burn. Time. I know. I'm phasing you through to, like, time. Eat your, eat your body weight every like day Wally because Wood, you keep Wally West. wasting away. Wally Wood. I'll have another drink. No, Wally West. Remember when he came up yeah. with the pizzas? He had to keep his yeah. metabolism was so fast. That would be... That, that would, would be, that would, would, that that would be work. A bad problem? No, no, that'd be great. <laughs> sure, the missus wouldn't like that though. <laughs> Fastest man alive. Yeah, right. Hey, what can the you slow hell? down once yeah. in a while, buddy? <laughs> you deliver with a slow hand. <laughs> Who sings that? Gordon Lightfoot. 
If that's Gordon Lightfoot and no. I pull that out of my ass, I'll be no. like, holy crap. Wasn't that? That's a, a well, woman singing. Of, uh, Carly Simon? I want it with a gentle touch. Now he's like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I want to know with a gentle touch. I need a lover with a slow hand. I don't know who sings that. But it was a big song. I know the Look it up. Name that tune. All right, so then Captain Terrific Gun. And then Captain Uncle Whatever is coming soon. Uncle He's got gray hair. He's got a pop belly. Terry Con. He's their Jewish uncle. And he's no. like a con guy. Like Bob. He's like the uncle that Who's tries to get oh, him into trouble. Con. He's related to no, Jeanette No, this is con. a C-O-N. Oh, this is a K-A-H-N? The Wrath of Con. I was going to make a bad guy the other day. I was thinking about that. Like, how come there's not a bad guy to fight them? Like, he would be like the bad But you have to do a positive show. I know. We don't want to do a negative thing, but I could do a corporate. The bad guy would be like CGC. Yeah, no, he's no, out no, to no, no, no. plastic wrap everybody. No, I'm the corporate corporate he, con. He judges them, he grades them, and no, then he, he slabs them in plastic. No, he's this guy that sucks the money out of their wallets. You know, he just shows up. It's like the like a blob, like the Phantom. What was the guy? <laughs> the Phantom Stranger? No, the, the alien. The alien that space made, Phantom. Space Phantom. He just shows up and he just like I don't know where my money went. I didn't get anything from it. I stood in the line all day. That didn't happen at Terrificon. No. <laughs> Hey. You get John Lovett to play him. Yeah, that would yeah, be perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. the ticket. You want to go meet a movie star. <laughs> yeah. You want to go spend $400 and wait in line and meet him for two seconds. Maybe you can get John Lovett yeah. to come to the show. I could. He'll be dressed up as him. But I, that's a whole other story. There was actually another bunch of superheroes before this that I wrote, and Jack Purcell, who's an inker and an artist, came up with it and it was based on the four seasons of Mohegan Sun <laughs> there was a, a big guy who was winter he was like a thing right. but he was made out of ice yeah, winter summer winter summer yeah because yeah. the Mohegan Sun if you go there everything's based on autumn, the season right? they autumn. have summer, summer garage they have the autumn garage they have winter parking right. garage so it's all based on nature so I made it that these four kids ended up at the Mohegan Sun and they got zapped because Mohegan Sun, do you ever notice there's turtles everywhere? If you look at the floor, there's turtle bats. Right, right. It's the turtle shell. Right. And their whole, uh, one of their legends is that they're riding on the back of a turtle. Did, you, did I ever tell you this? If you look, when you go down the escalators right across from the arena, there's a massive painting right. of this like warrior guy and warrior Native right. American. And there's a giant turtle. And I think it's Grandfather Turtle or something. Oh, yeah. Is like the, the, the god that, that brought him down. Turtle the turtle. Terrific turtle. Terry the terrific turtle. Okay, maybe that's their mascot, but how imposing is that going to be on a poster? It's like Captain Terrific Con. Terrific Con. Well, he's always weighing in the a background. Turtle. No, like a literally no. tiny thing. It's like, they oh, that's ri- the turtle. You know what the message? They ride him like Gamera, and he spins, and they get real dizzy. Like they're all holding on, like, oh my God, <laughs> I hope he gets here soon because I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Have you ever seen Gamera the Flying Turtle? That's how he flew. He spun. I don't know how he knew which way he was going, but he would spin around and fire would shoot out of his orifice. It wasn't necessarily realistic. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I love Gamera. I love Gamera more than Godzilla. You never saw Gamera? I saw the Flying Turtle when I was a kid. Oh, a I kid, just huh? Dropped it out of my. Brain. I was just watching it yesterday. I just wiped. I haven't it from grown my... up. I saw Destroy All Planets in yeah. the movie theater when I was. Did a you kid. really? 
I saw I Godzilla like 16, versus was that 67 or 68. I was or one years old. I don't know. I just all I remember, and I've said this before, was that elephant Godzilla with that weird thing that and he had Godzuki. And Godzuki. No, Godzuki was his son. Yeah, but they didn't name him that till the cartoon. But I'm saying, like in the show, yeah, in the movie, he looked like a turtle without a shell. Looked, well, see, I thought he looked like Godzilla had, you know, made it with a human or something. I just said he, he looked like... smoke rings. I remember my brother and I saw it. I looked at my brother Joel and it was like, he looks like Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker was <laughs> like the, a big yeah, 60s. I know Chubby Checker. Twist. <laughs> Come yeah. on, let's twist again. It's just, it was the face. He had this very specific... Imagine if he started singing. Now I want to get that character. Well, you're talking and about you the guy spinning. No, 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 but like I'm saying, spinning. you need to get that guy. Let's twist again. <laughs> I could do that too. Chubby Checker voice? I've done that before because when you hear. And the only reason Chubby Checker probably came yeah, up was because song. I remember going with my so aunt to take us to a movie, a movie that had Chubby Checker in it. It was one of those concert type yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bill Haley and the, the Comets. Big, yeah. big acts yeah, yeah, of whatever yeah. time that was. Yep. And it was like, oh, look, it's Chubby Checker. Oh, that's all he would ever do. <laughs> he would just that do was his one big song. Yeah, right? it's like in the middle of nowhere in a fight scene. They go, oh, look, yeah, it's Chubby Checker. Twist, and then hey, let's twist again was the, yeah. the follow-up. I would sing it louder, but we're in a public place. <laughs> well, I could go into it. They have an open open mic night I, I here, know. apparently. You can come back and sing let's it. Twist again. Get, in, get, in, get the Godzuki costume Billy had that sing one it. song. <laughs> Well, no, he had the twist, and then, and he, then did he list, had wasn't it list twist again? Yeah, but I'm saying it's one? not a very big stretch, right. you know what I mean? It's kind of like you're doing Rocky movies for the rest of your it's life. It's like Born to Run and Born to Shuffle and Born to Skip. It's the same song: <laughs> Thunder Road, Thunder Courtyard, Thunder Street. I feel like there's so. a that's reminding me of a movie. What? Where the premise of the movie was them trying to come up with a. I should bring Chubby Checker to the show. They're trying to come right up in the with middle a of dance. a panel. Right in the middle of the panel, John Suntress and you, you're talking about, like, the All-Star Squad. And I run in the room and I go, let's twist, Jerry. Is he and I'll say, old? I mean, I he's probably break a hip. he had, like, a hip replacement? He probably is. Yeah. Like a bionic Now hip. he just kind of looks at it, puts his scooter on a twist jig. But I'm just saying, wouldn't that be great right in the middle of the panel? It's like, Jim yep. Steranko. You just cursed it. A whole big pile of Jim Steranko's there and... Uh, is he dead? The ghost no, of not Steranko. I know, right? <laughs> that just flew off the wall. But wouldn't that be something, though? That's something that you would no, right bring on middle. Roy Thomas if he was there. <laughs> hey, Roy, before you talk about writing the Avengers, <laughs> let's twist. Let's twist again. Well, Roy, I'm going to do that to Tom King. But Roy, you not could the get, show you Because when I was a kid, yeah. in Avengers, and talk about being trying to be topical in a story like having the Beatles yeah, meet yeah, the yeah. You know, Fantastic Four. Country Joe and the Fish popped up in one of the books. Well, my favorite is still the Avengers. Roy had... Hawkeye, yeah. the Avengers show up and someone goes, oh my god, it's the Avengers and he says, you were expecting maybe, and it was like whatever a one hit wonder. Tommy Smothers? No, uh, whatever it was a one hit wonder, which then, you know when they reprinted, it they then the put thing. the next oh, really? hit Insert. no, I'm saying, do they do that, because it's a topical Insert. thing, Debbie, it was like, you were expecting maybe Gibson. the strawberry alarm clock that was the line <laughs> And Strawberry Alarm Clock had one Are you song. That's a it was song? Incense and Peppermint. Incense and Peppermints. Oh, but we can't over. remember the song I sang, but you can remember that one. But that was their one big hit. It was like 1967 or something. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have to be careful. If you, yeah, you Roy find was, that group, I could see Roy rocking out to that. You could get that group to show up and who did, like, who surprise expecting? him. The Chad Mitchell trio? That, right? yeah. <laughs> who are you expecting? Elvis? The what? <laughs> Elvis would work. Did you know Elvis bases look on Captain Marvel Jr.? That weird. You could have somebody show up as dead Elvis. 
Zombie Elvis. Or Fat Elvis. Zombie Fat Elvis. I got the outfit at home. I did wear it once. I don't remember why I have it, but I do have an Elvis costume. Oh, wow. Why did I wear it? Hey, kids. Let's <laughs> <laughs> twist again. Let's twist again. wear it. Like I have girl. it. It might be in the closet. Like sure. just show up at your kid's class. <laughs> I don't know why I had an Elvis costume. You know, like I gotta a, ask Like Sharon. a superhero finds crime. Mm-hmm. If you dress up like Elvis, you have to find like music classes that are in, in session at yeah, school. Yeah, but now it's going to bother me. I don't know why I had an. I even had the fake sunglasses that had the sideburns attached. You'd put them on. I think I went as That's a costume funny. party as Elvis. That's funny. I don't know why I would have an Elvis costume. No, I had the white outfit with the American flag and everything, and you put the things up. I could ask Sharon. Why, why, why have an Elvis guy? That was another funny thing. What? In that Simpsons I was watching was Homer was trying to, to trying to show or tell somebody about how something to be cool. Like yeah. To, you have to reach out to the kids or be like, be, and he was using Bob Hope as a reference. Oh, point. yeah. And then it was like, it cuts to them doing their version of Bob Hope. Yeah. Dressed up in hippie garb. Yeah. Talking about Dean Rusk. <laughs> That was just such a funny, specific... Hey, Jerry Colonna. And he does the, you know... It's just funny. I need an Eckberg, kids. It had had nothing to do with it, but that was like, you know, Homer's impression of somebody being really with it. All right. Let me do guest announcements real quick. Where are you going to be next week, Jerry? Well, I'm going to be at Lake Tahoe, and uh, I'm going to be in the Borscht Belt, too. Johnny... No, I've got... Uh, I'm doing coming? an open mic at Kendallwood Coffee. I'll be uh, wearing my Elvis suit. He's singing Incense In the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a gentle lover or something. We're a tribute uh, band to... In- <laughs> maybe it was Linda Ronstadt. Anyway, we got uh, J- John Ostrander coming to the show. I got Mark Brooks. I got... The Justice League I have Ron Randall. I have... No, ones I haven't announced yet. Ron Randall... Uh, what's the guy that worked with Frank Miller? I can't think of his name. He lived in Bridgeport. Was at my show in Bridgeport. Klaus Jansen. Oh, I was going to say Lynn Varley. <laughs> no. Klaus Jansen. Uh, who did I make? I made some graphics already. I don't know. I made a bunch of... You know, your buddy. You got yeah, your, yeah. You know, your buddy, your buddy. Oh, Tom King is coming back. Mitch Gerads. Doc Shaner. Oh, you got him? Yeah. Am I saying it right? Doc Shaner? Evan is Evan, real though. Yeah. yeah. And because their new book comes out in two weeks. Strange. Uh, Adam Adventures. Strange. Yeah, it? but it's Strange Adventures. Yeah. yeah. With Adam Strange. And then, uh, who else? A bunch of people are coming. I was on a podcast. The, oh, no, I was on an interview thing the other day with you before uh, with that kid, Mike Benson. Yeah, you're and buddy, I lost you're it. <laughs> and I just started telling everybody who's coming to the show because I couldn't take it anymore. And that's it. So What I like is what? what they can't see is that every so often when you start. I doing your pitch stuff. No, you do that kind yeah. of Bob Hope thing. No, it's yeah. the... Uh, yeah. Oh, we got... Uh, Brooke Shields. Yeah, Brooke Shields. Oh. <laughs> Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> and Pam Anderson. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Oh, did you Bob s- Hope. <laughs> I tell you, that President Nixon, oh boy, he's in for a hot bunch of trouble there. See, Nixon, he, Bob Hope was good because he would tell jokes, but he wouldn't tell him too mean spirited because yeah, yeah. he had to go golf with them. Right, right. But he would just be just right. so topical. And he's like, right. I tell you what. And then he'd come out in a suit and he'd be too old. He'd be hitting on a 20 year old girl. Right, right. It's kind of creepy. Right. And you're like, I don't yeah, know if I should she laugh. Was, she's or, like 14, yeah, but she yeah, looks yeah. 18. Yeah, I know. Bob Hope was really <laughs> creeping me out back in there. 
Seven, but we always had to watch it. Yeah. My grandfather was like, put on Bob Hope. I'm like, why? Well, he actually did have good writers. He did keep good writers. Oh, yeah, writers. like Larry Gelber and, and all those guys from Mesh. He them pretty well, too. Yeah. So, I mean, he kept a new crop, so he always... I, I, I still remember being mind-blown. Howard Stern had tried to get him on there for years Bob and Hope? years, and he actually got an interview with No, Bob he did Hope. not. He did. Howard Stern did? Yeah. But Bob Early didn't answer anything. It was like near his death. Bob oh, Hope lived to like almost 100. Oh, he did. He, but he died he like when he to him and, yeah. you know, it was like kind of, wow, that's kind of cool. Did he really? Yeah. Did he, was he cognitive? Did yeah. he answer the questions yeah, yeah. right? Because yeah. Carson hated him because he would never talk about anything. Right. He'd say, so what was it like to know President Roosevelt? Ah, oh, he's a great guy. Now, let me tell you, got my Christmas right. show right. on next right. week. Right. And Johnny's like, well, what was it like to know right. all the presidents? Oh, it was, it was wacky. <laughs> Wacky Johnny. All right, now anyway, and then he'd leave. Right. Remember, he'd come on. Do that. Do that. Do that. Play him off. Oh, yeah. I've got to go now. Right. He'd walk off. He yeah. hated him. Carson <laughs> couldn't stand him. <laughs> a little behind the scenes. Anyway, that's it. I got another. We've talked for an hour and a half. That's more than enough. That's Excellent. all you people. It's free entertainment. It is. It's all you people get. So buy uh, Marvel snapshots. Which Submariner. Yep. That comes out in March. Yep. And, and then uh, uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology. I'm working on. When does that come out? I think it's in May. I'm working really? on. Yeah, I did part of issue one and, and issue two, so I'm doing. And if you people get the variants for. Uh, oh yeah. Captain no, Submariner, you'll yeah, sign yeah. them. Yes. Really? Why not? I don't know. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening. I don't know, Jared. Ah, ah, hey. <laughs> All right, that's it.